But I think in any big change situation, it's important that people are connected to each other by something. What we're finding right now is that businesses have suddenly started to realise the importance of purpose and values as the glue that binds their people together. So the organisations we're working with now are really putting that purpose at the very, very top of the agenda and creating a story that puts the spotlight on purpose because it just helps people feel much more connected to the organisation. Hello, I'm Denise Withers, and you're listening to Forward, an interview series where today's leaders reveal how they use stories to make change and shape the future. If you need a new way to move forward towards your goals, then stay tuned, because I have just the story for you. When most people think of storytelling for business, they imagine flashy advertising and social media campaigns. But Stories are also incredibly effective inside organizations, helping leaders do things like navigate mergers, shift culture, enhance experiences, and create strategic engagement. And not many people can do this work well, which is why I'm so excited to have today's guest on the show. Alison Essie is the co-founder and director of The Storytellers, who are storytelling and business transformation specialists based in London, England, who pioneered storytelling in business. Over the last 17 years, she and her colleagues have helped over 180 major organizations worldwide move people to accelerate change and transform business performance through stories. As an expert in communications, organizational change, and business development, Allison has incredible wisdom and experience to share, and I can't wait to learn from her. So welcome, Allison. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So, you know, Alison, leaders often struggle to see where and how storytelling happens in an organization, and that makes it tough for them to imagine how they could put it to work. So it'd be great if you could start us off with an example of how you've used stories to help clients make change. Well, that, that's a really great point. I think that there is this struggle sometimes because storytelling by nature is quite ethereal. It's quite viral. It's not terribly tangible. And what we did at the Storytellers was to make it tangible. We actually created a product that you can touch, you can feel, you can see it. And then around that, the storytelling happens. And and that, that tangible thing, if you like, is the narrative. The narrative that explains the journey that a business is on to achieve its ambition, to fulfill its aspirations and linking together all of the component parts of that journey, whether it's about the strategy, your vision, your values, your brand's purpose. And then once you've got that narrative in place, you can start to have a conversation around it. And that's where the real storytelling starts to happen in an organisation. And uh, I was going to just tell you a little bit about one client that we worked with where it was extraordinarily successful. And that was City National Bank on the west coast of the US. And they approached us because we had done a piece of work with the Wynn in Las Vegas. And the CEO had Russell Goldsmith had been staying at at the Wynn and he was uh, amazed at the standard of of customer service. And he he was friends with Steve Wynn and he actually asked Steve where, you know, how, how he'd made it happen. And Steve told him about us because we'd been working with him. And uh, Russell said, well, whatever 
you did with them that's what I want so so we were invited into City National Bank and this was at the beginning of the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression the bank was in a pretty healthy position but they were not performing as they wanted to and they felt that they needed to rebuild the culture and get people to believe in the difficult journey that they had ahead of them um, focusing everybody on on living the values and delivering exceptional customer service because they recognized that that would drive the quality growth that they were looking for. So we created the narrative with them. The narrative is a tool that we use. It's a six-chapter framework. And we co-created it with a senior leadership team to get everybody's voice, to get everybody's input. And it's a very simple but critically an emotionally compelling narrative. This is the key to storytelling. It's all about the emotional connection. So we created this narrative that in a very human, very eloquent way, just describes where we needed to go, why we needed to go there, and what we all needed to do to make a difference. It was a real call to action with a real challenge at its heart. So everybody could actually sign up to it and and get involved. And part of our methodology is about showing leaders how they can personalize that narrative so that when they take it to their teams, they can make it really meaningful and relevant for different areas of the business. Because of course, every different department, every different function has its own world experience or their own perspective on on the business. And therefore, those leaders really do need to be able to take ownership of it and make it uh, meaningful for their teams. And from there on in started the most amazing culture of storytelling where every team around the business started to talk about the things that they were doing to contribute to that what we would call the master narrative the small acts of great customer service of efficiency of the kind of behaviors that they were looking for but they started to turn those anecdotes into small stories that they could plug into that narrative and really help bring it to life. And those stories, they then shared externally as well. And to cut a very long story short, the business actually doubled in size in the seven-year period after they launched the Storytellers program. They experienced significant improvements in their employee engagement, in their customer service, and the stories that the, the program generated actually drove customer referrals and new business. And in the following five years, uh, the business had experienced a, a 70% growth in assets, uh, an enhanced reputation, and I think the longest period of profit growth in its history. And Russell Goldsmith, the, who was CEO at the time, talked about the very valuable contribution to the future of the organization that our storytelling program had had. And he, and I quote, he said, storytelling is a really important part of how we teach and reinforce the culture and how we reward behavior. So it's just one example of dozens and dozens of client stories where we've seen this impact on an organization through the story that we help them tell their internal audience. That's an incredible example. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it sounds like an amazing project to work on. Yeah. So I have all kinds of questions. So I love the fact that you did take this, this uh, messy thing called story that people really struggle to understand and you make it 
tangible in the form of a narrative so so that that helps them understand what exactly they're working on and what exactly they're doing and it would be great if you could unpack a couple of the challenges that you faced along the way because i'm sure that things like getting the leaders to buy into storytelling getting them aligned around a consistent story getting them to open up and be vulnerable by making the story personal i'm sure that some of those things probably presented some challenges. So let's start with, you know, how do you get senior leadership to commit to storytelling as a strategy and then align around a common story? Well, that's a really great, great question. You know, we started this business 17 years ago and realized pretty quickly that if you position it as storytelling, you will get a little bit of pushback. And quite often leaders really don't bite because storytelling per se is not what they're looking for. What they want is a business outcome. So what I learned very quickly was that what we were selling was an outcome. We were selling change. We were selling acceleration and pace. We were selling leadership capability building. But the tool that we were using to make it happen was storytelling. That was the first thing to to position it as an enabler rather than we're going to sell you storytelling because that is pretty meaningless on its own. So if you can actually help leaders to understand that what the final business outcome is and that it's going to be a a value-based outcome where we're adding value and that it's going to save them time and money and stress, then they will buy into it. I think the second thing is that when we create the narrative, the story that sits at the heart of this program, I think leaders sometimes are a little suspicious because inevitably it's co-created by not just one person, but the the senior team or even a, a much wider group of leaders in many cases. But there's often a little bit of fear of exposure. Is this story going to expose me and or the, the what I'm trying to achieve in my part of the business. We go to great lengths when we interview them to get, get their input into the story. We make it a little anonymous so that we don't necessarily talk about what John said over here and what Mary said over here. We just interview them as a group and then draft the story because that group will have very different views and perspectives. They're never really aligned behind a common story. They're they're aligned behind a strategy, but that story will have many different perspectives woven into its fabric. So it's very important that we give everybody a voice, but we keep it anonymous so that the final output which we present to them is something that they just know has been a collective effort. The other challenge is, Uh, that we faced were leaders all the way through an organization can be resistant to this unless they can see what's in it for them and unless they can see how it relates to their part of the business and this is where the personalization of the story is so important if a leader or a manager can't see how this story relates to them they will push it aside get their own agenda on the table, and they don't necessarily buy into it. So we have to make sure that the process enables people to take ownership of it, to translate that story into something that is meaningful for their teams and give them the freedom within that framework to do that. 
And then you find that you get enormous buy-in. The other thing to get their buy-in is to make it emotionally compelling. And I mentioned this at the beginning. If you just share information and give them information, rational facts, data, etc., we're constantly inundated with data and and factual rational information you you can't really expect people necessarily to buy into that because as humans we're we tend to argue with stuff in our heads and you you won't necessarily get the buy-in but if you can actually make it, it emotionally compelling and the way it's structured helps us to do that and the way that you bring it to life can do that both through a visual approach and also by the the supporting evidence so stories and proof points so you're mixing the rational and the emotional then it's amazing how how much buy-in you can get because you're you're winning people's hearts you're not just winning their minds you're actually helping them change their belief system about something helping them change their attitude and really creating that emotional connection as I think every human being responds very positively to. Those are incredible tips and making it a business outcome just seems to make good sense for everyone. I'm wondering as you roll this out across the organization and you engage the leaders and their teams in finding, collecting and sharing stories of customer service as they go on, how do you let them know that it's okay to be human and be personal in their stories? Well, to be human and personal is really what we, as human beings, is really what we're all about. I think the story that anyone tells needs to have a challenge in it. It needs to have a degree of endeavour or struggle. As human beings, we respond to that uh, chemically. I mean, the chemical sort of reaction to that is is through dopamine and oxytocin, which actually produce the feelings of empathy, and that's how you build trust. So if a story has got an, an honesty about it, it's got uh, an element of struggle that somebody was challenged with something that any one of us might have found difficult to deal with, then you actually get a lot of empathy from the listener. So we encourage people to make sure that there is that challenge in the story. And by the way, in that master narrative that I've been talking about, where it's broken up into six chapters, the second chapter is all about the challenge. Because to make it credible, you need to have a challenge. Nobody wants to hear a story that is just one huge success story from beginning to end. The most memorable stories are where the hero sets out and they come across a challenge that they've got to overcome. And that's how you bring people with you. You're in it together. You're willing that hero to succeed against all the odds. And that's what we respond to as humans because we're social feeling beings. And it's the empathy that we feel towards our fellow human beings when they're faced with the challenge. So every story that we want them to tell has to have that element of challenge It doesn't matter how small the story is. It might be about a customer. It might be about a colleague. But it needs to have what they did to overcome that challenge and what was the outcome. If you just structure a very small story into four little parts, it's what was the situation they found themselves in? What was the challenge? What did they do to overcome that challenge? And what happened as a result? That's a very, very simple framework for a story. And it's amazing how you can actually create that interest 
by just simply structuring that story. I love the simplicity of that. And I'm a big fan of the simple story structure because I do believe that things like the hero's journey have really confused a yeah. whole generation of, of people and storytellers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I'm curious because when I hear about initiatives like this that have rolled out across large organizations and have had success, the stories that are being collected to me represent another huge opportunity. And so I'm wondering, how do your clients use those stories as data in terms of finding out what's working well in the organization, where the opportunities for growth are, those kinds of things? I, Gina, I'm so glad you asked me that question because this is what I'm so passionate about. It's the small stories. And we call those small stories the currency of change. Those are the proof points that, that validate that master narrative. And those small stories can be used in so many different ways as a way of engaging people, sharing knowledge, learning, passing on information. Um, and of course, in these very large organizations, there's a natural turnover of employees. It's a way of retaining the critical knowledge that sits in any organization is through the stories that they tell. So storytelling can be just used in a lot of different ways, but I think the most valuable uh, part is also about the innovation. Storytelling can be a way of creating that innovation, of helping people to spark thoughts and ideas of how we can do things differently. So I think that it's not just about storytelling for the sake of it, because we enjoy just sharing stories about what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. I think you can you'd be really smart about how you can use them. I, I love the fact that you're you're bringing this into innovation because that's been my passion for a long time. And that was actually, so my book a couple of years ago was on using story de- as a design process for innovation. And so looking at using story for everything from user research to prototyping as an actual structure for your strategy and your vision. You know, you talked about the fact that every story has a struggle. And so for me, that means that every story is actually a little package of intel about how somebody solved a problem. And so if we start treating it like intel and not like, you know, myth or legend, there's so much that we can do with it. And looking at where we are now, mid-2020, there are so many organizations that are worried about their future. Everything has been disrupted. And so what kind of work are you doing to help organizations use story to look at the future, come up with their vision and move into a better future? Well, it's really interesting because we're in a situation where a lot of businesses, their employees are working from home, they're working remotely, they've suddenly become disconnected, fragmented, and organizations need to be connected to be resilient as, and to come out of the blocks fighting forwards, as we say. And I think when at the beginning of this crisis, and it's not just this crisis, but I think in any big change situation, it's important that people are connected to each other by something. What we're finding right now is that businesses have suddenly started to realize the importance of purpose and values as the glue that binds their people together. And I think that it's purpose driven stories or values-driven stories are becoming increasingly important. So the organizations we're working with now are really putting that purpose and values at the very, very top of the agenda and creating a story that really highlights and puts the spotlight on purpose because it's a way of actually keeping people connected to the organization, that higher purpose beyond making money, why we exist 
you know, what we're doing for society. When we go back to normality, there is going to be a new way of working, a blend perhaps of working remotely and working from an office. Because certainly here in the UK, we hear a lot of people saying they don't want to go back to the the 100% of the way it was before. It's actually been very beneficial in many ways to have this remote workforce. So that has an impact on talent because perhaps now the highly sought after, high performing uh, individuals are prepared to work further away from the mothership where they may not have done before. So that war for talent, I think, is going to intensify in a fairly serious way going forward. So I think that to be able to create a story for your employees where you really get their commitment and their energy because of your purpose, because you're offering something more than just products and services and transactional operations, that higher purpose and that sort of really connecting them to their values, I think is going to be something increasingly important. And we're starting to really start to see that happen with our clients. It's so inspiring to hear that. And yet, at the same time, I know that a lot of listeners are sitting back right now thinking, well, that all sounds great, but I'm just completely overwhelmed and I have no capacity to take on something optional and fun like storytelling. So what would you say to people to get them to realize the urgency of the situation and the power of storytelling to be a valid tool to move them forward through this crisis? Yeah, that's a reaction we get from, I think, almost every single client is, you know, don't give us more stuff to do. We've got enough work streams. We've got enough initiatives. We've got enough everything going already. We don't need more piled on top. And what we say to them is this isn't another initiative. This is a narrative that is going to help you make sense of all of that plethora of initiatives and activities and strategies going on in the organization. The narrative is what brings it all together into something cohesive, something simple, something easy to understand, and most importantly, something to, that people can really believe in. And uh, you may need to drop a few other things, but not because of the quantity of them, but because the story might make it quite clear that initiative number 434 is actually irrelevant at this time, or we need to just park it, or we need to just ditch it. So it's a great, I don't want to talk about Hogwarts and Uh, Harry Potter, but it's a great sorting hat in a way, if you've ever read those books. (laughs) It's a way of actually helping people to sort out what's important, what's a priority, what do we need to focus on, and what do we not need to focus on. So I think that the story is a sense maker. It's not another initiative. And a lot of our clients in the past have said it's a fantastic decision making tool because if something that we're doing is not relevant, to that narrative, then why are we doing it? So I think it can be a way of streamlining, it can be a way of simplifying massively the amount of clutter that is going on in the workplace and helping just create a really comprehensive uh, set of priorities that you can then much more neatly plug in all of those different initiatives into. I think also it's actually fun to do. And who doesn't want a bit of fun in, in the workplace? It's a, it's a very, very cathartic uh, process for many. And we've found when we worked with Hilton worldwide, 
and another company called Kerry Foods, which is uh, based here in the UK, people actually retracted their resignations having heard the story. That's how powerful it can be. You can retaining your talent. There's nothing like telling them a good story about why they should stay with the organisation. <laughs> so, so it makes sense on many different levels. <laughs> That's great. And and the idea of story of sense making makes perfect sense to me. You know, I remember hearing a VP at BP Shell talk once and they were trying to recover from a, a very bad situation. And their observation was that they didn't tell their story quickly enough. And, and yeah. I think leaders need to realize that there is a narrative and there are stories already at work exactly. in your organization. Exactly. And if you don't get that story out there, people will make it up themselves. And that is dangerous because you'll have multiple stories, all different. You That erodes trust. It erodes that sense of connection. It erodes the belief in what we're doing and what we're capable of doing. And people will fill the vacuum with their own version of the story. And that's not necessarily always going to be a positive one. So if a business does not have a clear, compelling story to tell, then they need to get one. And uh, the other thing is that once another story has started to infiltrate the organization, it's much harder to get rid of that story. So we would always encourage leaders to Once they have a very clear strategy, they need to actually get it out there in the form of a story where they can join all the dots up, create that call to action, create that sense of we're in it together and we need your help and you are going to be the protagonists of the story. But don't sit and wait till the perfect moment because that perfect moment will never arrive. Alison, this has been such a fantastic conversation and I could go for hours and hours. So at first, I'd like to say thank you so much for sharing your time and your insights and your experience with us. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope maybe in a year or so when we're through all of this, I'd love to check back in and see how things are going and maybe hear some more oh, of your stories. Definitely. We would love to talk to you again. And I, I'm always available if anybody wants to talk or, or ask questions or get in touch just to sort of see how they can start their own storytelling journey. Um, I'm very, very happy to talk to anybody. So we're here to to help. doesn't matter where in the world you are. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for involving me. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure I include all your contact info in the show notes so people can find you there. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye now. You've been listening to Forward, a podcast about how leaders use stories to shape the future. If you'd like to know more about how story design can help you develop and sell your big idea, get in touch at denisewithers.com.